Hello everybody and welcome to my brand new podcast. Music to live for with Shanti, it's me, Shanti, a Swiss musicologist and stage manager, talking with different artists and discussing different topics belonging to the music business. This is what I want to call the episode X. I finally got the chance to talk about the strategy, what it is and what it means to me in my life. Accompanying me in this talk is the lead singer of the band X Represent X, Derek Ski. It was very enjoyable to share thoughts and opinion with him pertaining to a topic that is dear to me. Derek is also a German teacher in Pennsylvania and we also talk about his experience in Europe. Raise your fist in the air, drug free! Check this out! Hello everybody and welcome to my episode of Music to Live For with Shanti. Today I'm here with Derek Sky, Derek Ski. Sorry, I, I knew that I uh, I would <laughs> felt on this on the beginning, but yeah, let's do that. Derek Ski, hi, nice to meet you. You are a German teacher in the States. You are yes. also the singer of a band, but that's all I'm going to say about you. I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name's Derek Ski. I am from Erie, Pennsylvania, um, which is not necessarily any place that, uh, you know, people have heard of around the world, um, but it has a large uh, connection to the underground scene, to hardcore scene, to uh, straight edge. Um, and I sing in a straight edge band called Represent. Um, and so we started in 2003 and minus the pandemic time where there just aren't very many shows to do, uh, we're still theoretically active. Um, in the summer, we're going to be putting out a new CD that should have been done in 2019, um, but a, it's finally going to get done. Uh, through a friend of ours um, out of England called Loyalty and Devotion. Um, and yeah, so like Shanti said, I'm a, I'm a German teacher. This is my ninth year doing that uh, at a high school. Uh, I've also taught at a university uh, concurrently for uh, an additional four years. Um, I studied in Germany and I've been over to Europe 11 times. So I know a lot about Europe, which is why I was happy to talk to a guy living in Switzerland, a Thanks. place I've only been to, I think once. I think, I think we, we played a show in Bean. Bean, uh, maybe. Uh, Bean, that's what it is. Oh, I right? I, that, then that's fine. You can mess up my last name because I always mess up that town. So Biel is the place that we played. And it was, it was really cool. Would love to see more. And now that I have a friend that I can go visit in Switzerland, I will see more of Switzerland. Yeah, you're always welcome here. Derek, one of the topics that I would like to discuss and talk in this uh, episode uh, is the topic about straight edge. Straight edge is a, a topic that came out in a lot of, lot of episodes I did before because... Um, It's something that I share with a couple of friends of mine. And uh, I just would like to um, introduce the audience in 
what are subcultures uh, and lifestyle in music, even if our audience it's um, it comes from classical music to metal to rock to hip hop. So it is. I think it's always interesting to better understand um, how people interact and live um, with all these, um, yeah, ideas or um, how we say subculture uh, ideas for sure. Well, yeah. I think a good idea on 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 a daily on a daily basis, you know. So uh, like for me, Stride Edge comes out from 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 nowhere. Like I remember being. Uh, walking in a park, I was like 16 or something like this. And I have these friends of mine with a lot of uh, hardcore CDs. And at the time it was strategy. And I said, ah, I said, well, what is it? What is it? And I never been a, a drinker or a smoker. I mean, I was a, I was a, a teenager, but it, I have to be honest, I never get drunk in my entire life because it wasn't it always, it's never been something that really attracted me. Right. So, uh, so uh, to, uh, even when I went out with my friends, I say, okay, Leah, we'll sip a, sip a little bit of beer, but that was, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and they introduced me, Stridech, what is it, what is this? And that, you know, the first reaction was, yeah, that's a boomer, you know, I don't, what is Stridech? Why, why are you so extreme? Why seems like this? Um, it happened then with a tragic accident where I lost a friend in, from where I come from. Um, from you know from the neighborhood and uh, it happens that he had a, 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 a car accident no a moto a moto accident and he was under the influence of substances and um, this made me like i don't know it gave me like a kick you know and i remember being 18 and saying you know um strategy is something that is inter- really interesting to me because it's not just say um no to drugs, no to alcohol, no to uh, just sober life, and even think about uh, how do you want to interact with your with your girlfriends or, or even with women like this. And um, it was like this is the way how I like to live. Uh, at the time, I did a lot of sports. Um, as I said, I wasn't attracted of this like. Uh, um, how we say, um, culture, yeah, or I say, or even this culture of getting wasted, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from the punk scene and I always dwelling with this idea of uh, self destruction and stuff like this. And so I felt in this, um, in this uh, life philosophy, these ideas, uh, a place where I could stand on my stand my ground you know and of course it started in one way and then it with the time it mature it grow up and i also understand better the meaning that he has to me even nowadays but yeah for those who don't know um there was a band uh, at the end of the 80s called uh, the minor threat and uh, they wrote this song called straight edge and mm-hmm. and and this song was like like a hymn of a con- counterculture, let's say, because even in an interview, um, Ian McCain say, "Hey, you know, like um, uh, I just wanted to write a song about being different in a positive way, just saying that I can have fun, I can ha- go to the concert, I can be part of this punk scene without this idea of booze and cokes." And substances. Mm-hmm. So um, this is the long story short, <laughs> I would say. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. What is your approach with this with this idea? Well, you know, for me, 
I had friends who, um, so we were back in middle school. This is 19, uh, 1996, 1997. Uh, they had got, oddly enough, they had gotten into hardcore. I wasn't, I didn't like hardcore, <laughs> which is funny because I've been a, a singer for a hardcore band for a long time. So at first I didn't uh, like hardcore, uh, but from a young age, I was very anti-drug. And my uncle and grandfather are alcoholics. Uh, you know, I had other family who were smokers and I really didn't, you know, I really didn't like that aspect of life. Um, and so when my, when my friends and I first found out about straight edge, it was, I didn't even need to think about it because that's how I had, had already lived. There was just a term for it. You know, some people and, you know, uh, there are some people who live a certain way and then they find out about straight edge and they say, you know what, this, that is a better idea. And I think that their straight edge is, it can, can be just as strong as somebody who already lived that way. They just found the title. Everybody's story is different. Um, but you know, ultimately I think the thing that, uh, really attracted me was how different it was the normal idea. I'm sure in Europe it's, it's, very much the same, but the normal idea is people drink, people smoke, you know, people do drugs and that's, that's just what people do. And for me, because I had such a problem with that, when I found something that said, no, I'm not period. And I'm not ever going to do it. It was so empowering for me to mm -hmm. say that might be you, but it won't be me. And and, and I, and I think I, I loved to, to stand against the norm, you know? And so when the norm is, you know, the high school kids are going to go out and drink and I didn't, and I was much more at home at a show in a mosh pit, you know, hearing, you know, extremely loud music that if most of my high school friends had gone to scene, they would have been scared. And like, that was my, that was my place where there's, we're drinking around a bonfire, uh, you know, and, and that has never changed for me. So for, you know, that was 1997. So we're talking 24 years. I have basically always felt the same. I call it 16 year old straight edge because that's, I still feel as, as amped on straight edge as I was when I was back in high school. You know, when I see a straight edge shirt, um, for instance, uh, you know, the, the listeners won't see this, but my, my friend sold this shirt and this is a, a, uh, a record label from Erie. They like reprinted some old shirts, you know, anything with a big X on it. I love, you know, yeah. I got, I got the same feeling too, but it's interesting because Straight Edge, uh, if we think, if we're going to talk about it, uh, like, a, um, like an idea for perfect for a teenager where you want to, in that it's in the period of your life, you want to find your identity like this. It's, it's, it's definitely one, another way to be, or to say I'm a rebel. I mean, being Straight Edge. Right. And I was talking about that with uh, a, tattoo, a, tattoo, a tattoo artist called Maneco from Brazil. Mm -hmm. And um, he told me, you know, uh, for him also, it's still something real because it's like it's one way to be rebel. It's one way to get against the conformity of the society. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth, because as you said, um, 
from where I come from, um, we also have a lot of problem with, I mean, drink, uh, drugs, but they've always been like covered, you know, like people don't talk, people know that the problems are real or that the kind of habits uh, have exactly. uh, collateral yeah. ways and, but nobody talk about it, you know, and um, I don't know, I, I felt myself good because as I said, it wasn't, for what it was about drinking, wasn't it was something that wasn't hand hype for me. So I wasn't interested in. So saying no, it was like okay. If I say no, I just feel my, with myself better. But uh, for the talking about drugs, I I have to be honest. Even now, with almost thirty five, I'm I'm in my mind. I'm kind of scared to think to try some substances. You know. So this is also right. kept me aside. And the interesting part is that I always be honest for about that and. Um, uh, even at the time when people normally used to push you to try or something like this, I also had like uh, a lot of respect of my friend because they say, oh, okay, so this is your choice. I always hang out with friends, um, drinking and smoking and everything, but because being straight edge uh, didn't manipulate the way I wanted to be friends to people, you know, it's just that it also started to build a little bit my, in some way, a part of my personality. And the way sure. uh, you you went serious on some topics, of course. Uh, during growing up, uh, I had a lot of strategic friends. I say, you know, this is something that doesn't belongs to me anymore. And I'm a kind of person who say, oh, you know, if you don't feel it, you don't do it. You know, like it has yeah. no no meaning for you. Um, I also have to deal with some friends that at the beginning were friends because maybe because we were sharing the idea of strategy, but then they they just um, they just quit and and they started you know making jokes and and talk, talking about selling out and everything you know like. But growing up, you notice that there was kind of frustration of people that weren't like in their own problems, so they have to grow up and change their mind. And then you see, but beside that, I always be true with myself saying, you know, I like strategy because it makes this balance in between my daily life, my daily routine and my passion for the music. I mean, if they were for the music, I just, I would say, no, I just don't drink and I don't smoke, but mm. still, I mean, I have also tat X tattoos on, on my hands or on my body because it's something that I care um we're proud for myself, of course. It's not that I'm the kind of guy say, you know, you don't, I don't pay you a beer today. <laughs> like, right. it's, just, it's just, it's just the idea, you know. And um, and this is really, uh, I noticed that growing up, it helps me a lot, facing a lot of situation, um, up and down. And in some situation, um, I discovered that my sobriety, uh, also coming from being strategy, um, pushed me in a positive way to try to find a solution in, with myself, you know, um, in different, we're talking to people, uh, talking to myself, meditation, everything. Um, I'm not trying to mix uh, topics, but really the, the idea that strategy have on, on me, the, the influence that this mentality has on me, it made me stronger. Um, I would say that we call that uh, using something as a crutch, right? And so... Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that makes straight edge awesome is that it, it doesn't, it doesn't give you the, the out. It doesn't, you know, like for instance, if, if you don't know how to deal with stress or deal with 
you know, situations, you can't like when you're straight edge, you don't just go drink it away, you know, and f- try to forget about it, you know? So on the one hand, all the stress that you have, you learn how to actually deal with in a positive way because you don't have the, the ways to just forget about it. On the other hand, everything that you have in your life, you know, you can be thankful for that you did it and it wasn't anything that produced it, you know? So it's, it's everything that you can handle is because you can do it and everything that you can, you know, uh, any talents or any, any things that you have, you know, you produce it. It wasn't something that produced it for you. So, you know, I think there's a lot of strength in growing as a person uh, that can be done by, you know, not being hindered by, you know, whatever, you know, type of substance you, you can think of. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that can be said there and not everybody can do that. You know, there's, there's a reason why not everybody stays straight edge. There's a reason why not everybody goes for it. And I think overall it's because humans are not, I, I think we were probably meant to be straight edge, but uh, society doesn't really lend its, it lend its itself to that type of lifestyle anymore because so many people only know intoxication and substances as the way to actually deal with life. So you have a hard day at work. How do you chill out? You go grab a beer or two and that's how you relax. Whereas, you know, a straightish person has to find other ways. And a lot of times it's with music. Uh, and, and you had mentioned something too, and I don't remember if you were recording at this point, but you had mentioned how, you know, straight edge is something that, you know, it, it did come out of the hardcore scene, uh, you know, but not everybody who is straight edge listens to hardcore. I ha- I used to find that odd be- only because, not because I don't think that they should know about straight edge. It's, I find it's weird when people who aren't involved in hardcore do find out about it, but I love that anybody can be straight edge. And it, it, may, it can make sense to anybody of any age, no matter where you're from. Uh, it's just underground enough that not, you know, it's, it's not the thing that everybody knows about. Yes. Yes. And I talk about my egg statuette on my skin. And for those who don't know, uh, one of the main symbol of this movement, of this idea, is the X on the ends. Uh, I'm, I ask you, because um, I know that sometimes when you talk about subculture, there's a kind of uh, legend, stuff like this, but the idea of the X on the end, it comes from, because if you were underage and you want to go to a concert or get into a bar, you t- to make like marks, like an X on your hand, so they know that you weren't uh, uh, able to, able to, to drink. To drink. Right. right so yeah. it, it was, is that the truth? Right. That's from the teen idols. So at, they were, I believe they were a DC punk band, just like, um, uh, just like minor that. I know that they were at least contemporaries. And so they had, uh, gone and played a, a, a tour in California, I believe. And, um, they were underage and they were playing this bar. And so the bartender or, you know, the owner said, well, put X's on their hands so they, you know, so you know that they can't drink and they weren't going to drink anyways, but 
when they came back, they told people about that and they said, well, we're going to do it anyway. So if we're going to go to bars, we're going to show up with X's. So you don't even have to, you don't even have to do anything. You don't even have to ask to see my ID because I had X on my hand already. I'm not going to drink. And that's one of the other things that I, I love about the X symbol. And when people will put the X's on their hands, um, is because it's so visible, it's so in your face. It's not just like, um, you know, it, it's not very subtle. It's when you X up and it's on your hands, you know, it's, it's a visible statement of no, thank you. That's not, you know, I am going to stand against that. Mm. Um, which I think also is an important thing to point out. Sometimes people ask, and obviously it's not straight edge people, but sometimes people ask, online. Well, why be straight edge? Why not just not drink? Who cares? But there's a difference between not doing something and standing against Mm -hmm. doing, you know, for instance, I don't eat broccoli, right? But I don't live against broccoli. I just don't eat broccoli. Now there's probably plenty of people who just don't drink, right? And whether it's religious or they just don't like it, that's different than being straight edge because straight edge is not only not doing it, but choosing to live against it. And in theory, uh, it's supposed to be for the rest of your life. Now, you know, a bunch of people who stopped being straight edge. I know very many people who've stopped being straight edge, but the idea of straight edge is different than just not doing something. It's, you know, it's living against it and, and, you know, it's, it would be like, uh, somebody saying, well, I just don't, uh, you know, I don't like, you know, I don't like child abuse, you know? And then the, the opposite side would be somebody who is vocally against it and vocally speaking out against it and trying to, you know, show people how this affects people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's easy, it's easy to take the stance of, yeah, that's not good, but, uh, but it's, it's much more, you know, it's much more powerful to take the stand against it and to say, this is why it's bad. This is why we shouldn't do it. You know, these are the negative effects. Uh, So there's, you know, there's, there's things that could be, uh, very similar, uh, in, in how they are, how they're lived. Anyways, I just, I don't want to take all your time about No, no, no problem. Because, um, for those who likes to read, there is an interesting book. There are many books about the topic. Um, there is one that I really enjoy is from Ross Hef Hanfler and it's titled Straight Edge, Clean Living, Youth, Arcor Punk and Social Change. And I, I really uh, want to um, advise this book because because it's definitely a good lecture, and I don't I think sad that there is no opportunity to find the documentary um, that another guy did. It was called uh, Edge Edge the Movies. Also, you can yeah. find it on YouTube, maybe, but sadly not on an online platform like Netflix or, uh, or Amazon Prime. And this is also. Um, I guess it's like the book, but the documentary also is part of um, of our university work. Like uh, they have paperwork, they have to co- 
for um, a bachelor or a master degree uh, oh, in sociology. And uh, so he, this, I think it's this other guy called Michael Kirchner. Um, yeah, and Mark Pierschel. That was very Swiss of you too. That was, that was a good pronunciation. Yeah, and this is um, this is the, the documentary is very interesting because um, the, it's really interactive and you see different way from the origin, from the symbols, the mentality, mm -hmm. and then the different subculture that come from there: Hare Krishna, uh, veganism. Uh, I mean, all this, all this, um, this kind of rebellion. You know, say no, as you said, it's really saying no to something. Also, inspired other subculture and um and the, the whole documentary show in a in like in an interesting way because uh i have to be honest there's a lot of people i mean i my approach with when i meet somebody on a friday evening and i hang out with my friends maybe they ask me hey would you like a beer i say no thanks i don't drink um many people just say oh that's okay good but then somebody start asking, oh, why don't you drink? It's, uh, it's interesting because right now in the last two years, I got many questions uh, like, oh, you don't drink for a religion's uh, way or a decision. Like, no, no, it's not because uh, of my belief or something like this. It's, it's a choice. It's my, it's my mm. philosophy, you know? Like just to, but I don't have this need to say I'm straight edge. Uh, but then if they ask and they want to know, yeah, I say, yeah, because... Uh, I'm living in my stri the stride edge. And I sometimes I also have to explain because it's something that, as we said, you know or you don't know <laughs> because, yeah, it, it yeah. belongs to a certain subculture. And, uh, and this is interesting because uh, uh, sometimes when you say that you, uh, you just don't drink but you don't like uh, something, um, it sounds sometimes uh, a little bit extreme, you know. And um, hold on a second. <laughs> They're gonna be. Oh no problem, no problem. They're gonna be dismissing the children. Is now open. You may exit by State Street. Yeah. Uh, those that enter <laughs> by State Street may begin using those doors tomorrow. So you would fantastic. Um. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can just like cut that out. Or... Yeah, no problem. <laughs> but that, you know, that's even funny too. But um, right. So to to jump on your point, normally, you know, if it comes up, uh, and obviously it's with new people because people who know me typically know me as straight edge, right? And so that I still offer that. I said, "Do you know what straight edge is?" And then. Every once in a while, they say, yeah. And I say, oh, well, I'm straight edge. And they're like, oh, I get it. And then some people say no. And I say, oh, well, it's a lifetime drug-free commitment, so I don't drink, smoke, or do any drugs. And they go, oh, that's... I normally get, oh, that's cool. Very rarely has anybody said anything negative about it. And I feel like even if it's something that you totally don't get in, so say you just really like drinking or, you, you know, you smoke weed every day, you know, typically people aren't going to be like, well, that's stupid, you know, because even if you like to do those things, being straight edge is still a smart choice. Not being intoxicated, not using drugs is still a smart choice, even if you like to do those. So it, it's, it's hard for, for people to really come up with something negative. The, the negative part that people normally have 
are, well, I knew this guy who was straight edge and he was a jerk. And, you know, or he made fun of me because I was drinking once. And that's typically the negative side of straight edge that somebody finds mm-hmm. is really about straight edge. It's about one person that they know, you know. And so that's why I also like to be, hopefully, the good image of straight edge for some people, you know. So if they've met somebody who's not nice that's straight edge, well, not everybody's like that, you know. And, I mean, we've been talking for, you know, an hour or so. I think that you're a nice guy. If I didn't know anything about straight edge and I met you, I would think straight edge people are pretty nice. So, you know, people like us are able to spread the message in a way that, you know, shows that it doesn't have to be something where I necessarily hate you. I just don't do these type of things. Yes, that's it. I mean, and sometimes I, I don't, I don't, I'm not the kind of person to start to argue about that. I'm kind of, people that like to listen to you. And sometimes it happened. Uh, I, um, I have a good friends of mine that at the time we were straight edge. I mean, uh, it's funny because when I say at the time, because growing up in this small region of Switzerland, you know, you, you know, like almost everybody of your sure. age, even if you are in a different city. And so the, the, the music scene is also small. If we talk a bit like a so-called punk or core scene in the South, in Ticino, we know each other. And um, 10 years later or more, uh, we were discussing about music uh, <coughs> and um, he said, you know, Shanti, um, I really respect the way that you, you still believe or you're still strong on your way on Stride Edge. Uh, and then without that, I, I'm not the kind of person that also brings out, but why did you quit? You know, it's not, it's not in my interest to know that because... Because sure. um, there's a lot of things that show me that this person uh, is living is is a good is a good life. <laughs> okay, but at at the same time, uh, he told me, you know, uh, that period of my life of believing the edge or living straight edge um, is still with me. I mean, it's not something that I regret or I would just want to to keep covered. Forget. You know, and. Yeah. This is what I also what I expect. It's also happened to me that uh, meeting people um, that maybe after after a couple of years and coming to me and say, "Oh, you know, I was really shy uh, to go back and talk to you because uh, you know I quit the straight edge," and I say, "Man." I'm so happy to see you again. I'm so happy to see that you're healthy, uh, that we have the chance to talk for the first time, maybe because maybe it was person that I was seen only at the concert and everything like this. And I don't care, you know, like, but there is That's this idea, this, yeah. this idea that, um, that, you know, if you are a so-called sellout, like, I don't know, I can go really personal. Um, years ago, uh, I had a, a really st- strength, I would say a strong moment. Um, it wasn't depression. It's called like a breakdown. You know, a lot of chaos after I ended my university studies. Um, then uh, emotional <laughs> problems, uh, love problems. You know, <laughs> ex-girlfriends like this, and all at the same time. It was the perfect storm. And um, I guess I I just wanted to to try to seem cool at her in her eyes. And I remember once she, she gave me uh, this joint and said, you, you know, you should try. And I, I took it, this joint in my hand 
and I put it on my lips like I want to smoke, but I don't, I, I never smoke. So, you know, I don't know. Oh, all right. And um, so I did it and I did it one sip and then I just give it back and I say, okay, okay. And then it took a little bit of time to reflect. And this was interesting because I always told like for eight years or more, smoke is not for you. Smoke is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Then that day I got the cigarette in my hands or joint, I mean, and uh, I put it on my lips and already doing that movement, you know, that you see doing from, to, from other people, I just realized this is why I never done that before. And this right. is why I know that not, do that not doing that is something good for me. Right. And this was a big uh, step, a leap for me because I was already... Um, at the same time, in that period, being straight edge helped me a lot. Uh, finding myself or being good, trying to feel the balance in myself without any extra help, I would say. And, um, and having that experience that opened my eyes uh, once again, helped me say, you know, you have done the right choice. And so this is the path you, you should keep Walk. Keep going on, yeah. And this was so strong, so strong. And uh, I'm not ashamed to tell about that. The fact that I that I tried that, that I sipped that, you know, like because I know uh, now I know what I, that is something important to me. The choice or going back to the tema when I say strategy to me is something really strong. And mm-hmm. um, and um, when we were talking before about t-shirt. Is something that when you see somebody wearing a T-shirt of a band that you know that they are members that straight edge or they in the lyrics they are really strong on that um, or they already written on it straight edge or like some bands like Have Heart like those are bands that you know that belongs to the straight edge scene and um, when you see somebody with that T-shirt say. Oh yeah, maybe you know, like oh, we got something. This this bound. It's not. It's not that you have to become friends or that you have to to start uh, something something deeper with this person. But it seems that there's this idea behind. Basis. You yeah. know, you have a you have something in common for sure, and and it's also something that you don't find all the time. So when you find somebody who has that in common. You know, uh, it, you know, it's good to know that there are other like-minded people. You know, when I studied in Germany, uh, I found out later that there is a, a, an older guy in, my, in the city, Bamberg, who, that, was, that was straight edge. But I, that was, I didn't know anybody in the hardcore scene there, in Bamberg at least. I had friends in Nuremberg and in München and, and, and in other places. But uh, I was the only one that I knew that was straight edge there. So I know that I can live alone and still be straight edge, you know. Uh, but then when you find somebody, you know, as I would go to shows all over Europe, I was in London and I went to uh, the Netherlands. And Maroon was really big at that time. Yeah, Maroon. <laughs> right. so, so this is back when endorsed by hate came out. And so they were 
they were really, really at the top of their game. And so I thought it was awesome to meet other straight edge kids involved in hardcore. But even if I hadn't met them, my beliefs, you know, like I was going to say strong, uh, say strong to myself. So when you see somebody who, you know, has a straight edge shirt on, uh, you know, it, I still get excited about that because then I know it's not something that only I care about anymore, you know? And, and I think when you're in your mid to late thirties and a lot of people, you know, have sold out, not everybody, but a lot of people have, you get this idea of like, I might be one of the last. And then you see new generations and, and you know, see that there are still kids that, that believe it. And it, you know, it's a good feeling to know that I'm still around. Uh, you know, p- some people, know my band. So they've, you know, they talk about the lyrics that, that I've, you know, written. Um, then I look at bands like earth crisis that inspired me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's a really cool thing to be involved in. I always thought that also wearing this kind of clothes, um, it can, it's not just like, it's not like pushing an agenda or an idea, but it's more giving a good example, you know, yeah. I, I made this choice. I'm living in that way. Um, you can too. And this is it. It's top there, you know, um, and I call it waving the flag. Yeah. Because this is who I am. If you are too cool, if you want to know more, you come over, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be the person who, Maybe on stage through my lyrics, I will tell you about it, but you know, I'm not gonna go over to somebody and have to push them. You know, that's, that's the typical view of what people think straight edge is, you know, and I don't necessarily believe it. I, maybe I, I just, it's different because I am straight edge, uh, but I never saw people harassing people who were not straight edge, um, at least where I've been, you know, and I've been, you know, doing a lot. So I've seen it kind of the other way where <laughs> the straight edge kids are the, the, the ones who are getting messed with uh, more because people are angry at straight edge, you know, but even that's a rarity. Yeah. Honestly, here in Switzerland, I lived the opposite. We I had some people I knew in the, in the, in the, in the hardcore scene that I started having like some kind of crew uh, or kind of motor club, I would say, you know, like, and, but this is like in, in all subcultures or ideas, or there's always somebody who is have to push to the limits, you know, I guess this is, yeah, it's part of the game, I suppose. I don't know, many people that were part of that movement uh, in that city now, I don't know where they are. I know one person um, that is not as no age anymore. Uh, and one of the reasons why we, we sit down last year before COVID uh, in a bar and just talk and it's like, you know, like to me, uh, strategy has no meaning to me because I lived it in a way that it was unhealthy in some ways, like this, this uh, aggressivity, this uh, repression, you know, this militant. And I, I get it when he told me like this, I said, yeah, I, I know why, but something interesting is that strategy fits in my life very good. And even with my idea, 
uh, on my opinion about society and I try I not I try uh, not to get into politic because it's not something a topic that interests me I try I rather be active in a way like being a positive example for a young generation or for my friends uh, than just start, start talking and talking and talking sure. um, but um, yeah you got for different so many times of approaches and for example uh, a lot of friends with the time went into um, the movement vegan straight edge and that here in I, I don't know I guess it's more something more something like European like this 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 combination but for example even if I'm aware uh, why a vegan choose this way of life and I also agree with many of their ideas but it's not something that I felt like that can become really part of my life and felt really strong because uh, as we were saying, being stretched is still a part of, 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 of a keep going of a, of a, of a, of a culture and a rebellion. And I didn't felt, for example, that feeling for other ideas or input um, like I would say in my case, veganism. So right. this is why I, I, I'm not vegan, for example. But one of my best friends is a vegan straight edge. And we did as an episode talking about tattoos and uh, the way we met. And, and we're saying, you know, for we is interesting because um, it's not a problem. But at the same time, uh, this pain straight edge, we are living this destruction almost in a little bit different way sometimes but it's still a positive boundary. It's like, like a positive competition, let's say. Like, you know, it's not something that is sure. to endanger you or to make you feel better than the other, but it's challenging you because it puts you a new, new question and you discuss about it. And, and with this, you evolve your, your idea on something. Yeah, and it's funny because you know, right in the beginning, before we actually started recording, you'd talked about, you know, the difference between straight edge in Europe and in the United States. And I would like to say we started it. So we get to define it. I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, that was our, when we, uh, when represent toured in 2009 in Germany or I'm in, in Europe, we were all over Europe. That was the, the biggest thing was people, assumed that because we were a straight edge band that we were also vegan. So they would feed us and it was always vegan stuff. And they would even, or they would email us and say, we will have vegan food for you. And I'd be like, it doesn't have to be vegan, but we'd show up and it, you know, it was still like celery soup and rice. And so, you know, we would eat it. We, you know, we, you know, we weren't going to be uh, upset about it. It was free food, you know, so thank you. Um, but once again, because, veganism and straight edge in Europe go hand in hand. Uh, people assume that that is also how it is in the United States and in, in the U S and I feel like this is also in Europe too. Uh, you still find a lot of people who are vegan that don't have any connection to straight edge. Um, obviously there's more uh, in, in Europe, people who are straight edge and vegan um, there are, there, there is definitely some crossover. I would say that it's, it's not as strong as it used to be. Um, but 
I am, I am all for any, any lifestyle, any subculture that, you know, pushes some type of positive, positive change with somebody. And if mm-hmm. thing without animals, you know, if, you know, um, respecting animals and, and living without their products is what makes somebody feel like they are doing something positive, then I'm all for it. Uh, it's not what I do, but you know, it, you know, if it, if it's good for somebody and it's not harming anybody else, you know, that's what life's all about. Trying to find the, trying to find the good parts. Yes. You were talking about your experience in Europe while touring, but as you said, you study German in, in Germany. <laughs> yeah. For how long? And why did you, did you, did you choose to get there? Um, well, so I studied in, in Germany for two and a half, or for, I'm sorry, uh, for six and a half months, 201 days. And um, when I was in 11th grade, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't know what I wanted to teach. I started taking German and I loved it. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'll just learn German. Luckily, I was able to do it. And, and so, I, so it was my major in, uh, in my undergrad at university. And the first time I was in Germany, I went with my university just on for two weeks around Germany. And we stopped in Bamberg for four days. They showed us a university. I think it was a little bit of a pitch, you know, like, hey, you should think about studying. Mm-hmm. May and by September, I was there. I loved it. I said, I have to go. And so I just packed up everything and just went. And it was great. Um, I got to travel a lot. There was a lot of things that I wanted to see, um, that I didn't. So for instance, uh, 25, the very, right when I first got to, uh, to Germany, 25 to life was playing in Bratislava. Mm -hmm. There was a band called action that I liked from Bratislava and, I wanted to go and it was going to be way too expensive for me because that was like, I mean, it was on a train. It was probably like 20 hours. So couldn't do that. But um, I, like I said, I had gone to a couple shows in Nuremberg and that's where I met one, some of my best friends were, were at the show. It was uh, the uh, Persistence Festival or Resistance. Don't remember which one, but it, that they year both, they are both. Honestly, those are two names. Persistence still one of the biggest. Yeah, but, uh, I guess I'll, there was at the moment something like Resistance Fest or something. I, I'm pretty sure it's the Persistence. And uh, so that year it was Seven Seconds, Walls of Jericho, uh, Maroon was on it, and uh, Ramallah was supposed to be, but they didn't end up. And so my friend said that. So I met her at that show. I met another kid in the mosh pit, actually, because there were hardcore kids, but there was people who, they just like concerts, you know? And he was a, he was a kind of a smaller guy and he was moshing really hard. And this big guy grabbed him by the shoulder and really probably just to tell him, hey, just chill out. And so he turned around and this guy, you know, much taller than him. And he just punches him in the face. And I was like, this kid's cool, you know? And so we ended up talking and we, we became really good friends. His name was Manuel. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I went, I saw Archangel a couple of times. 
they were also another one of my favorite Euro bands. Went to Ninja Fest 2005 in London. And so I got to see all these awesome hardcore things on top of just being a tourist, you know, and going to see Brussels and, you know, went to Rome uh, with a friend of mine. So I got to see what the hardcore life was like uh, and, and just what living in Europe was yeah. like. And slowly built, built your future. Of yeah, everything. exactly. And so it was a really cool time. And every year except last year, I've been able to take students over to Germany. So that's how I get to keep current with what German life is like. And then also on the weekends, if there's a concert that I can make it to, you know, I went, I went to a couple concerts with First Blood. Uh, I think it was 2016 or 17. Uh, and so I met them and went to, and went to a festival with them. It was, it's cool, you know? And, and, and I think that one of my favorite things about the hardcore scene is regardless of how far you are away, you know, you can find somebody and you'll have that, even if it's just a little connection, you know, like you see a Madball shirt and you're like, oh, I see yes. you, you know? Yes, this this is amazing, I think. But even just with uh, some kind of met, uh, from music like metal, you know, like mm -hmm. you're on a, on a, on a, uh, buying some stuff somewhere and you're waiting at the counter and you see a girl or a guy with t-shirt like this and say, cool like uh like it happens that now uh to, with these instagram trends and so um uh, young people try to start into wearing like classical metal band shirt for the design or a little bit right. already be already vintage new vintage let's say but uh, yeah but then there is one person and over over 20 that got that special t-shirt of that band that you you look you look at the person and say oh you know <laughs> i've been it you know like or even better is when like you see somebody you know like you see somebody has an earth crisis shirt and you say i have an earth crisis tattoo check this out and then you have you know an instant connection although sometimes it's funny there was a, a band from erie uh called x disciple x right mm -hmm. so They were they were one of the big three that came from um, that came from Erie uh, the, of the older generation. And there was a guy out so at this job that I was at. A guy had one of their first shirts, and I was like, "Where did you get this?" You know, and he goes, "Oh, it's just my roommate's shirt. I just needed a shirt. He gave me a shirt, and he was you know full of grease and everything, and he totally ruined it. He could have sold that shirt for probably three hundred dollars, but." he was just wearing it to work, you know? So I got really excited because I thought, man, this guy knows Disciple and it, just his roommate's shirt, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, once again comes out this idea that how oh, music is strong to make boundaries with people. Um, yeah. Now we are talking especially about the hardcore scene, metal, punk rock, uh, but I noticed this also with classical music. It's it's amazing, you know, you you you... you You do something uh, artistically, something that you believe in, and you notice that with the time, you know, you know people from all over the world because of you had this uh, tournée or you went to the same school because 
people from abroad come to Europe or uh, vice versa. They went to New York uh, for, in this case, for classical music. And, and then the connection are there. Also well, because because you're doing the same, same thing, yeah. Same thing happened, uh, which, you know, I, if I'm not mistaken, how we got connected, did, did I add you to my band's <laughs> Instagram? Yes, yes, because I, I have to be honest, I, um, I'm still struggling. I guess all my friends know that with social media. And so I decided I keep Instagram and the rest I just bled out, yeah. you know. So what happened was, is when, when we decided we were going to go to Europe, all of our friends were back on MySpace. And so I made a Facebook, but the Facebook was only visible to people in the United States. And I didn't know that. So if somebody was in Europe was trying to find us, they couldn't. So there was a, a big deal there. And then people said, well, make an Instagram. So I said, okay, I'll make an Instagram. And so what I did was I went to people that I knew in Europe. And so like Germany and France or whatever. And anybody that had an X in their name on their friends list, I added. And so I'm sure that that's probably what happened is that, you know, somewhere along those lines, you were friends with somebody that was friends with somebody yeah, because in, in the end, even if we live uh, uh, in different countries here in Europe, but uh, uh, it happened that we know each other. Like I was on tour with a Danish band mm-hmm. and uh, and then while on tour, I was uh, scrolling on Instagram and I said, oh, I know this guy. And I saw these friends with a friends in Zurich that I know quite good. Uh, and so I said, oh, but he also lives in Denmark. So I texted him, hey, you know, I'm in tour with this guy and we're going to do play the last concert in Copenhagen. So we need to meet with, like we were, I know that you're a friend of there, that let's meet. And this guy came at the concert that we are friends now, you know, and this is so amazing, you know, like, because you got all this, got this connection and uh, beside social network, I mean, because honestly, such is just, the smallest part, you know, like, like, but this is also interesting. I, um, before I had on my name uh, on Instagram, like, uh, X Shanti X. Right. Then, uh, cause I started my more something serious for work. So if somebody's okay, but if you, if you read my description, I say, okay, manager for this and that working with this band and straight edge. I mean, I want this to be there because I'm not uh, scared to, to show it or I, right. it's a part of that, you know, like even if I'm, when I was working at the opera in Zurich, I just have to wear elegant in the evening. I, I like it with style and everything. But in the end, you know, then, then people look at you, oh, you got tattoos, but you're wearing like this or you're here. So you must be cool. You must be cool. And so <laughs> it's something that I like to show. And then somebody, nobody, nobody noticed, but sometimes they say, hey, what is three get straight edge? Straight Oh, yeah. And Draghi, it comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is it. So it's the fact to, to, if you believe in something, and as you said, if something positive, you know, why why uh, leave it behind growing up or like you know i am uh, i guess I even to your family you you're bringing a good point of view a good rhythm in life a new vision and this is something positive it's not indoctrination because as i said some people have this extreme idea so you say oh my god so your friends or uh, those and this you know 
Well, you know, and, and for me, at least with my children, they, you know, they can do whatever they want, you know, so when they're at the age, if they really want to drink, they can. But I think having me as the, as the model of like, if they don't want to drink, then it doesn't, they don't have to feel like an outsider because they're like, well, you know, my dad doesn't and he doesn't judge me. So if you're going to judge me, you can go talk to my dad and no one wants to talk to me, you know. They're not going to make me feel weird, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm, I, I've lived it for way too long. You're not going to talk me out of it. You know, you're not going to be able to convince me that, oh yeah, maybe I should start drinking. Um, so, you know, so at least, you know, my hope is that I'm giving them a better, you know, I'm giving them an option so they don't have to only do what everybody else is doing and know that when I was young is when I stopped doing what everybody else was doing and, and thought for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. oh. Well, this, this, this kind of, I noticed this with, with my friends. I mean, if I went into the strategy, it's because of one um, of a good friend of mine. Mm. And um, it's, it's, it's like, you know, passing the torch in some way. And, sure. uh, but as, as we said in the whole episode, this, this, uh, try to, to spread this good message. But uh, at the same time, um, it's something that makes me quite proud and I'm really happy to do that. But at the same time, I don't want to push it in that way, if you know, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's something that yeah. makes me, you know, when I look myself in the mirror, uh, when I talk to some really good friends that they know me, I can't go more, <laughs> more hard on some topic like this, but uh, be, just because... Um, yeah, I just don't want to push this 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 idea, but uh, still something so much important to me, and uh, and I, and I will never get tired to explain people why I choose that way or why I don't do that or why I don't do that. And and now that I'm almost thirty five, I I started talking with also with other friends that are over thirty, forty, and they're still straight edge, and. Um, and we we were talking about that and say no, it's something that is still with you, and it's something positive. But once again, uh, as I said at the beginning of the episode, it's something that in my case makes this balance in between daily life and passion for music. And this is one of the reasons why we are talking in this podcast episode because it's it's a music related thing. Yeah, and you well, as yeah, lead I mean, singer, yeah. I mean. You want yeah, to if I didn't have a band, message. yeah, if I didn't have, you know, even if I was still, if I was still straight as a bit, if I didn't have a band going to Europe, I wouldn't have added you, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's the connection to music that can't be denied. Um, you know, not everybody likes hardcore music. What are you going to do? But, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, the, it's just, it's the basis of it, you know, it's like, it's, it's where it came from. So you at least have to understand it and understand, you know, the awesomeness behind the hardcore scene and, uh, you know, and what you can learn from it. And some people get it, some people see it and leave, but hardcore is still really fun to me, you know, live music is still really fun to me. So I, uh, I don't plan on stopping going at, you know, anytime soon. But I have to be honest, I, I'm happily surprised uh, 
um, you said that it's going to be a new release of Represent because uh, um, I don't want to be melancholic, but I remember uh, when you were under Diamond Cut. Seven Dagger. Seven Dagger. Seven Dagger. Yeah, yeah. Right. I still have some T-shirt. Uh, I had some hoodies and stuff like mm. this. And those were like... This kind of merch were really exotic. I mean, if you, if you, here in Europe, if you have that, you were like, you were cool. Too straight edge. Yeah. <laughs> because, because um, yeah, that, that was the moment. I still MySpace period, I remember. Yeah. Where they, they were really, really active. And um, uh, I met one of my best friends ever. Uh, I did an episode with him. Shout out to Bizzo, a tattoo artist in Hamburg. He's Italian, but he's, he's working in Hamburg as a tattoo artist. And, Um, he was the roadie for uh, Awakened Demons. It was a, a strategy. Italian, Italian band, band, yeah. And with them, they were touring with uh, Armored for Battle. Mm -hmm. So I met the guy. I still have the picture somewhere. And, uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, you are under in that in the kind of crew and the kind of the people, you know, like, and it was, it was interesting to see this approach, you know, that also. Yeah, one of the guys, um, Nico in Awakened Demons did some merch designs and I had a couple Awakened Demon shirts and he sent me some sentence shirts too, which I thought was really cool because I, I liked sentence reprisal was also really good. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, I think, I think they might've only done one us tour and, um, Unfortunately, I wasn't at it, so I, was, I didn't get to see them, but we were label mates for, for a minute, yeah. Yeah, that's once again, one of those experiences that without uh, uh, being into the scene or having general passion, like, because sometimes you, uh, I talk with all, all, most of the people with whom I talk is, are all people working in the music business mm -hmm. uh, or as a musician or uh, more as I do more technical on behind the scene and stuff like this. But sometimes we forget that uh, people just have to enjoy the music, you know, like uh, I, so sometimes happen, oh, you know, I like this, but I don't play anything. So, yeah, that's okay. You're here. We are here at a concert. We are here to enjoy just the music. Love it. That's yeah. it. That's it. And, and this is one of the part of also, also of um, when somebody is also part of a, of a subculture, something like this, you know, you, you got the guys there, they got these X on his end. Maybe it's not in any bands or something like this, but it's still believing something is still one willing to, to bring this message out there. Yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, not everybody can start a band or have a zine or a podcast. Some people, they just show up. And, you know, those are, those people are just as important because if it was only bands and I've played shows where only the bands showed up, you know, if Me you, too. if you only have the bands, uh, you know, you don't really have too much of a scene, you know, but at the same time, if there are no bands, you can't bring people together. So the people are just as important as the bands, uh, when it comes to hardcore. And I think that that's one of the interesting parts about the hardcore scene too, is because for instance, like you know, I've met Jamie from Hatebreed. Yeah. He played a, you know, a, a, an undercover show in a, in a town in Pennsylvania. And we talked to him like he was, like he was Shanty, you know, he, he didn't. And, and this is at this time, Hatebreed was already huge. 
So he could have just went out to the bus and not talked to anybody, but he sat and, and talked to the people who came out to the show because he thought it was cool, you know? And <clears throat> when, or for instance, uh, I have a vegan student who I showed her some earth crisis and it's funny because she said she really liked it. She plays guitar, uh, but she said she wasn't sure about the vocals. And um, it's funny hearing that as a hardcore vocalist because I thought that too. And now I, I scream in a band. But uh, so I went and saw Earth Crisis at a show and I got her a shirt. And I was like, yeah, I was talking to the singer. And she goes, you know the singer? And to me, that's just Carl, you know? I, it's just Carl from Earth Crisis. But when people don't know that in the hardcore scene, the superstars are the normal people too. Like there's, you don't have, you know, the, the elevation, like what Metallica has Metallica is the superstars. And then the fans, they just, they just watch, you know, whereas in the hardcore scene, you can just go up and talk to the guy who was on, was the headliner on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just a normal person, you know? So I think that 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 lack of superstardom was was also one of the things that I really liked about hardcore when, you know, as a young kid, these adults would talk to me and they didn't just think like, ah, stupid kid, get away from me. You know, they treated me like I was, you know, an equal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are moments and those are all... Uh, dogs that comes out uh, quite uh, sometimes in the last year with this strange period we are living in that you, you got like more time to think about it and oh, and, yeah. again, and um and I was personally thinking about a lot of choices I made in my life and um totally happy and still one uh, one of those one maybe the first in the list is still choosing this life choosing this position like as i said i'm not uh uh here in switzerland we have a lot of young people person in general that are really um active politically or to have like a political position you know and right uh, um and it's totally okay but it's not m my thing you know i can i can sit down with somebody and talk about this and that what happened this and there i i think we should do that and that but honestly i'm not the guy who's gonna um, go out in the street uh, and, without, and protest. And protest is yeah. not because I'm against it or not, but I don't know. It doesn't belong to me. I, I guess right. I, I rather record a, 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 pot, a more critical podcast, maybe than going out the streets. You know, like and um, saying that it's, it's, I noticed that this uh, being strange to me. It's my part of of. Uh, like rebellion or something like saying, you know, this is who I am and this is what I believe in. And as you said, I waved my flag and I'm still proud after all this year because looking back, uh, it helped me to always take the, the right decision. Sure. And also to, to expose myself as a person in a more natural way without, I don't know, maybe... Without needing... Liquid persuasion. Yeah, or just 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 faking it, and it. I mean, it happens. It happens. I mean, uh, maybe it's just a phase of your life or something like this. But uh, I, I really, as I said, I had uh, as many people I know, uh, I had a, a hard time, and knowing being that time sober 
and having, having the time to focus on myself, uh, on my life, on some other situation, helped me to get stronger. And, sure. and this is something that I can deny is 100% related on this choice of discovering and make strategy something real in my life. So this yeah. is it. Derek, we are slowly going to the end of this episode. I don't know, uh, part of my um, audience is German speaking. So I don't know if you want to say something in German to the audience before we close. Yeah, gerne. Um, ich habe uh, hab gerade gehört, dass uh, Deutschland vielleicht eventuell Amis wieder ins Land erlaubt. Und wenn das geht, uh, bin ich sofort wieder in Deutschland und wenn ihr das äh, jetzt zuhört und, und wollt mit mir chillen, ohne Bier, mit Bier egal, aber ohne Bier für mich, können wir das auf jeden Fall machen. So, äh, schreibt mir ein SMS und wir machen was aus. Ja, yeah, das ist perfekt. Das freut mich, jeden zu hören. Because I, I guess people get it when I also speak German, but also when I speak uh, English, that I'm not, it's not my mother tongue. Uh, I'm Italian mother tongue, so you, you, maybe for the cadence of the words, of the accent and everything. But uh, um, it's always amazing to see how also for, as languages help people to connect and talk. Once again, uh, um, the fact that I am able to, sp and I have the passion for speak more languages, Uh, helped me also to, to explain more about myself and my choices. And, and even their strategy comes out, you know, like it's definitely an active part, you know, yeah. one thing influenced the other. And um, yeah, I really hope that we, we will have soon the chance. Uh, as you said in the beginning, your band will release soon a brand new album. And hopefully 2022, we will be able to tour again, to travel yeah. again, um, and yeah, to meet in person. Because uh, I started this podcast in the COVID period, and um, I don't know if in 20 or 40 years it's going to sound like something cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, but uh, um, yeah, the idea in the beginning is just to sit face-to-face -face with somebody. And till now, I just have the chance to do one time And uh, it was definitely, it's always a good experience. I mean, uh, thanks to the technology, I'm talking to you that you are in Pennsylvania and I'm here sitting in Basel. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely another experience when you have the chance to talk to somebody in front of it. This is something that I guess everybody all over the world is missing right now. And slowly we are going back to uh, what's called the new reality. And this could be well, like the perfect title of a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if you end up in the United States, you let me know and you are always invited to come hang out with me. Thank you. The beach right down the road. We can enjoy the good life with X's on our hands. Yes, of course. I guess tomorrow I'm going to put my X on because <laughs> it's definitely a long time that I didn't I never do that, even because I have a small X tattoo on my hand. So I did say, Let's double it. But this is something that, uh, as I said, still have a meaning. It's still a little bit, it looks a little bit outrageous, but it's cool. So this is my, my belt buckle that I wear every day when I teach. So it's got a, because uh, <clears throat> obviously they can't see it. It's got a, uh, it's a metal belt buckle, but it's got an X stamped 
out of it. And so that's what I wear every day. And because I don't, I don't have the opportunity to, to write an X on my hand, but I will wear an X visibly. Uh, you know, I'm once again, waving my flag. Yes. I also, before we close, I said that uh, I think really amazing that um, um, having the opportunity to show also that um, you're a teacher, you work with young guys and girls, and you are a person with this kind of mentality, this background, this way of life. And I think that this is so um, cool in some way, in many ways, because this is... Uh, you know that there is somebody out there that is got a positive mentality and he also is doing something important like being a teacher. So I think this is one of the points and now one of the reasons why I had uh, I wanted to have uh, this talk to you in this podcast um, also to a little bit destroy these stereotypes that uh, if you are into some kind of music or yeah. some genre, you yes, you need to be like 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 the the fools of the village or something like this, you know. And and this is important to me to show this part of people to other people. Yeah. So Derek, thank you. thank you very much. I really appreciate the time with you. And yeah, all the description of a band that would be on uh, on the description. Um, yeah. What do you say? All the information about your band would be in the description of this episode. Thank you very much, and I wish you all the best. All right, you too, man. Like I said, let's be in touch. Tschüss. Check this out. We close the episode with a gift from Derek, a brand new song of X Represent X titled What You Deserve.